Do you remember when Kim Kardashian came out with this song? Yes. Wait. It's called Jam. Anytime I've brought it up, no one has ever heard of this song. I stopped because I was like, this isn't socially acceptable anymore. <laughs> this was produced by The Game. <laughs> what? what? It do better. I just, or not The Game, The Dream, The Dream. I think, I think she created it. I don't think she... I don't think she did the song for a career. I think it was one. I think it was created for the episode. I think somebody wrote that and was like, "We want you to go to the studio." And I think like, she was. You think I think she was she going was, through something. I think she was giving it a try. <laughs> it wasn't good, but the melody was there. I remember this so well, and it was only like forty-five seconds long, and I used to like listen to it on repeat. I don't remember when it came out, but I'm just gonna throw a date on it. Was it's it like, either 2009 or 2010? I would think so. If anybody remembers when Kim Kardashian decided to go to the studio and cut a track. If please, I send you the lyrics, will you sing it with know. me? <laughs> yes, yeah, actually send it send it to me. Let, let me see let me see how much I remember from it. I haven't heard this song <clears> since <throat> probably 2010. People from dating apps are like, "Oh, you have a podcast? Let me go listen no. to it." <laughs> no. It's like my only personality trait. I love right? it. Wait, actually send me those lyrics, did you? Oh yeah, do you want me to put it in the doc? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> okay. <don't>, Ready? <laughs> yes. A one, two, one, two, three, four. I'm, I'm going, going out tonight. tonight. Going down the straight to the front of the line. On the fight, on the floor, I can't stand still. And I'm going to work like I'm paying my bills. bills. My we should have canceled her then. <laughs> this is where Paris Hilton had a leg up she had a music career and she's she's still doing it stars are blind is absolutely stars are blind is iconic a great song hey guys welcome back to scary stories that scare us the podcast where we tell scary stories all the time i'm jake and i'm olivia we've been chilling at my place for about two or three hours at this point and it, what is it like it's about nine o'clock now at the time of this recording um and we have finally figured out what we're going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> and it's no. kim kardashian's hit single jam <laughs> it's kim kardashian's hit single jam Wow, the vocal fry right now on my voice is ridiculous. I told you, that's how I ended up with my vocal fry <laughs> was because of bronchitis. <laughs> Anytime somebody brings up bronchitis, I immediately cough like I have to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, what's it called? Like a compulsion now mm -hmm. or something. It's literally what it, that's literally it's what like it is. It's like Pavlovian for you. Right. By the way, guys, I have bronchitis. Not trying to flaunt it, but… I was a little sick. Uh, I'm on antibiotics and I'm trying to hydrate. Don't you hate when someone's like flexing that they have bronchitis? Like, just be cool. <laughs> stay humble. Yeah. Keep hustling. Just, stay humble. I'm just blessed, you know. <laughs> What's been going on with you? Do you have any tiny updates for us? Uh, tiny updates. Unless you have a big one. <laughs> no, no, no. No, uh, tiny updates. I like that. It keeps it short. Um, tiny updates for me are I've just been really focusing on like uh, creating like some, you know, just like ne next steps and just discovering what I 
love more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the bronchitis thing, that's kept me up all hours of the night. Just uh, coughing with that post-nasal drip has Hot. really… Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mona, the old uh, amoxicillin. And- we're not sponsored by them, by the way, in case <laughs> you were wondering. <laughs> You know what? Oh, actually, I do have a quick tiny update. Oh, yes. Yeah. Give it to us. So this week, I had a small little gathering. I did a, a Tex-Mex night. Mm-hmm. We made Texas-style Mexican food. As you know, yeah, I am from Texas. And I do miss a flour tortilla living in, um, living in California. Corn tortillas are all the rage here. I haven't broken the, the, the flour tortilla habit, you know. So I made some. I made some queso. You made like homemade tortillas? With my hands. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, the thing is, is like you can actually, you can, in Texas, you can go to the store and you can buy homemade tortillas mm-hmm. at the grocery store. I've never seen a store in California where you can, where you can buy flour tortillas homemade in store. Okay. Do they do that? Do they do that in Florida for you? We do not have the Mexican food hookup in Florida really? because it's heavily, it's a heavy Cuban culture. Oh. So we have like Publix, which is like the grocery store in the premier food shopping experience in Florida is Publix. Got it. And there's, they make such good Cuban sandwiches. So you can get Cuban bread in almost every grocery store in Florida. So it's, it. it's similar, but different. Interesting. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. I I mean, that sounds delicious. At like Texas is obviously, you know, heavy like Tex-Mex and then barbecue and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. um, and H-E-B is actually um, the hot spot. What's H-E-B uh, stand for? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, so it's H-E-B is the initials of the guy who runs the place, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. He's probably not alive anymore, but I think his name was like, Harold E. Butts. Harold E. (laughs) Butts. Harry Butts? Yeah, Harry Butt. Stop. (laughs) There's nothing that can top Harry Butts. (laughs) That's just just wrong. (laughs) It made me think of this like weird gas station that's really nice or like a rest stop called Busy Bee that I've been to. But then it also made me think of like, is doesn't the gas station in the middle of the night on a road trip have like the same surreal feeling like everywhere you go. Yes. Like that's so true. It's weird, right? There's gas stations that I remember specifically from just like long road trips or just, you know, going to visit my friends in like different parts of like the state, you know, back home. Um, I I would go, I would stop at these very specific locations because the coffee felt better to me there. Or like there's actually this one gas station that had a uh, a used book selection. And what? I didn't read That's any of them. So cute. But I would go, yeah, I would go and like purchase a book for like 25 cents. You're right though. That that's so what about you? Like is this there- is this is what Lana Del Rey wanted the whole time. I don't have a lot of gas stations that I like love. I'm someone who's like, everyone hold your bladder until we get there. <laughs> I don't want to stop. Like I'm like a mean dad on a road trip. Wow. I'm like, let's stop at Chick-fil-A and then get there ASAP. Hold on to your britches. This is yeah. a 13 hour drive. You pee twice. <laughs> 
You're slowing us down. I don't know if you've been to this, but you know the drive from LA to Vegas. If you stop close to where the big thermometer is at that gas station, like last time I I was on my way there, it was like 1 a.m. and they were playing EDM. No way. At, uh, like outside at the pumps. Oh, wait. <laughs> I think I've actually been there. Yeah. The lights are yes. really bright. Mm-hmm. It feels dead inside. But then they're playing like Tiesto and like yes. <laughs> Diplo outside. Like we stopped and like danced like while we were I love filling that. up. <laughs> There's one that I always stop to on the way to Vegas. Um, and it, it feels like a, I don't know how to explain it other than like just like a really massive gas station. Is this the candy gas station coming back from Vegas? And there's like a big ice cream outside. Yes, that place. I stop there all the time. That that place has the treats. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about like a big gulp that I, I love. Just tastes better out of that big styrofoam cup from the gas station. It hits every time. It just hits different. Dude, I was joking about Lana Del Rey and gas stations, but she was onto something. It's a vibe. It's an aesthetic. Why every time I I pump gas, there's a very specific aesthetic that I'm trying to pull. I have a brand to maintain. <laughs> I at the gas station. At the gas station, and mind you, I drive a, a Nissan Versa. Mm-hmm. I open that gas tank. Yeah. I lean on the side, and I don't look at anybody, but I know everyone's looking at me. <laughs> You got to be the hottest at the gas station. You do. You're just, you're like leaning up against your car. You know, everyone's looking at you. But the only reason is because like you missed the gas hole and it's just, (laughs) it's just pouring on your clothing. You just like refuse to like look, look at it and just do it correctly. You're a a human wick at this point and you're just, (laughs) you, you don't, you don't care. I could see you with your backwards hat, your aviator sunglasses, and then like a toothpick, just refuse it, like looking fresh to death, but just constantly messing up. <laughs> I keep pressing the wrong buttons. My credit card declines. My credit card. You you accidentally put diesel in the Nissan Versa. <laughs> Olivia, what are your tiny updates? Oh, shoot. My tiny updates. Um, Mostly worked all week. Okay. I, I've been a little stressed because it was kind of taking us a while to find an apartment. And yeah. we were getting down to the wire of like, when we have to move out on the first. Like we have to be out. Right. And then we got an apartment like two days ago. We got approved. It was the one we wanted. That's That's awesome. But then up until then, I was like, great, we're going to be homeless. Like Jake was even like, you know, you can come bring your stuff here and like sleep <laughs> on my couch. And I was like, thanks. As much as I wanted you guys to find a place, you know that I, I love that. I know that it would be really, really fun. It'd be fun, but like, I also don't want that for you. So I apologize. But listen. No, you know, don't apologize for extending a kindness. That's fine. My floor is always open. My bed is not. Okay, rude. (laughs) (laughs) That was also why we like didn't record. I was like, Jake, I can't focus on anything except for finding an apartment. That's completely understandable. And it's one of the most stressful things. I'm excited for like a change of scenery. What's like the… What do, you, what do you think is like the best way to meet new people? I, I haven't even thought of that in a while. 
I think now is a really good time to connect with people online. Like obviously it's always been an available thing, but now it's it's more acceptable than ever before to to just find people online. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be somewhere on the other side of the world, which that's also a great thing as well. But like if you're really trying to meet people in your area, there are so many different ways to tap into new people and new communities and I don't know, just new clubs and stuff like that. I thought it would be a really sick idea to create a wine club. Why not just like start that, like make a little community? I'm writing it down. What's like another club that you would start? Um, I think a like a like a thrifting club would be amazing. Anyway, enough about me. What about you? We've talked about this before. I'm super into like abandoned places and urban exploration videos where people will just like go into an old building or like an old mall and like look around and then they'll find like cool things. And like, there's kind of a code amongst urban explorers where you like, don't take anything. Like everyone just like looks, it's like that thing where it's like, leave nothing but footprints and take nothing but pictures. Right. But, and I'm on like, there's like a subreddit for this Mm -hmm. where people post these like cool pictures and it'll be like an old train station or something that hasn't been used for like 30 years. And then you can see all of like the vines growing inside of it. But I'm such a good egg who never breaks the rules and- Urban exploration is typically trespassing onto private property. So it's like a club that like I'd love to be a part of, but just also wouldn't know how to be. You know, I'm hating from outside the club (laughs) (laughs) and I can't even get in. I won't let myself in. Because I'm not allowed. Trespassing and um, like propagating plants those are the two crimes I would probably be involved in. What is prop propagating? It's mean? whenever like, okay, you see this little plant here. Yeah. If I were to just be like, oh, I want to grow that myself. I would like twist off a little leaf. Oh my and God. And take it for myself and then plant it. Oops. I've done that before. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> wee, wee. <laughs> it's for sure fair game. Like when a leaf has fallen onto the ground. Yeah. I'm like, are you going to replant that, you know? Right. What right. about trespassing to steal the plants? That's a double whammy. Felony. That's life. That's life in prison. That's life. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, aside from my illegal club that I'm starting, I would love to start like a packing, a pack hack club. Like a show and tell club? You just like go and show like what's… No, no. Like we would just like tell each other the best way to like pack for a trip. But like it would be like, okay, like what tiny bags do you put all your products in? Like This could easily turn into like a multi-level marketing. Oh my gosh. Okay. This club's canceled. Yeah. I don't know. Don't approach me about it. Hey, girl boss, do you want to work your own hours? Hey, girl boss, do you want to not answer to anybody? I was able to quit my day job with a small investment of (laughs) $1,000. We have mentorship. You can have your own business. Are you tired of just posting your kids on Facebook? (laughs) Now you can 
compost your kids and these leggings. And this weight loss shake. Now you can alienate all of your family and friends because they know you're constantly trying to sell something to them. <laughs> wow, really come for the, these guys. I'm coming for the neck. We're, we're canceling the, the, what is this? The container club? What are you doing? I don't want that club. My pack hat club. We're, we're not. You can keep that online. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you seen the ladies on Facebook who will open like oysters on Facebook Live and it'll be like a colorful pearl? I think it's, like, I, it's an MLM. No, it's I think the most I, appealing one. People are into that. Yeah, but it's kind of interesting because it'll be like, all right, this is the one that uh, <laughs> Mass Sister Kim bought. <gasps> Look, this one has four pearls in it. Ladies, no. she bought this for $24. This has a retail value of $175. Oh, that's a lot. So, okay. So what's the appeal of, of the pearl? That Like, do they see the pearl before they open it? Or no, it's kind of like, it's like a, an a blind bag or like a surprise. Got it. You know, like the tiny food surprise videos and stuff yeah. like TikToks. Like, it's like that, but for like Facebook moms. Got it. Because it's got to be like gambling, right? It's like, yeah, what are you going to get? My gamble. I, I, I'm not a gambler. I've never, I've never had no, like me a, neither. a gambling. I like hate losing. But I've also kind of fallen into stocks, which is, has been somewhat of a gamble for me. It, it is. It's yeah. just like white collar gambling. And then this whole Dogecoin. Remember how I told you to buy Dogecoin and we got it when you it was did. so low? Yes. Like, I, I think it's really cool. I think it's the people's coin. It's the I people's think, coin. Sorry, guys. I don't know if you're hearing this right now, but somebody's having a party next door and they didn't invite me. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's the people's coin. I think it, it definitely has some growth to it, but I do still think that it's a short-term investment and you need to watch it very carefully because it's very, very quick to just plunge and then you lose all your money. And I'm only saying that because on 420... Everybody on Twitter was talking about how it was going to just explode and hit the highest highs. And that was the only day that I saw it hit like 20 something cents. And I was, I was so livid. 420 it, you know, hit. it went up to like a, a quarter, like before 420. For sure. I mean, it, it definitely hit like, I didn't it hit like 50 cents or something like that. Like, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. It hit quarters. like 50 cents and then it like fell down to like, 30 cents. And then it was like fluctuating between like 30 and 40 uh, for like the entire day of 420. And then everybody was like, hey guys, it's okay. It's just the nature of crypto. They're right. Bitcoin I, sat around for like six years. For, no, for sure. I get it. And also Dogecoin is like an anomaly in its own right. So like, I get that it's very volatile, but like people were hyping it up to the point to where I was like, I'm going to throw a little bit of money into this because the fact that people are hyping it up, it's going to, it's going to blow up and it didn't. So it blows up, it goes down a little, then it stabilizes. And I've, I've learned a lot since then. I think it's going to go up. So also this is not, this is not financial this is advice. Not financial <laughs> advice. <laughs> Um, let's get into some real news okay? yes. that's happening for real in the real world today. Listen, there's news happening all the time. Uh, we're just so bombarded by whatever the media wants us to see, right? And I think people need to know the facts. This is decentralized media. This is decentralized media. In a new segment I like to call 
Real World Today. A woman in Krokow, Poland, was concerned about a strange animal hanging out in a tree near her house. The animal turned out to be a flaky French pastry. What? <laughs> yeah, here's a, here's a story. Good morning, I am Theodore Gervais. Last week, animal welfare officers in Krokow, Poland, got a call from a concerned woman. She spotted a strange creature in a lilac tree outside of her house. She thought it might be an iguana or a bird of prey. The inspector showed up. Upon investigation, they deduced the alleged creature was neither a reptile or a bird. It was a croissant. The officer deemed the buttery pastry to be unthreatening and encouraged residents to continue to err on the side of caution. This has been Theodore Gervais for Real World Today. An aggressive goose has been reported patrolling a New Jersey diner parking lot. Customers and employees at a New Jersey diner said an aggressive goose is protecting his brood in the parking lot and has been attacking humans who get too close. Witnesses said the male goose has frequently been spotted in the parking lot at the Park West Diner in Woodland Park and has been acting threatening toward customers and employees. At least one man has been knocked over by the goose and left with bruises on his face from the birds pecking. That was good. That was better than mine. That's okay. I'm an actor. (laughs) (laughs) I am a local celebrity. I am a news anchor. I deliver the news. I am a local celebrity. People trust my opinion. I am getting a Pulitzer. (laughs) Wait, is that what you get for news reporting? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Story number two. I am a news anchor. I'm a news anchor. The woman noticed a cold breeze in her apartment, but no windows were open. She tracked down the source. She removed the bathroom mirror and found a square hole that led to another apartment. Good morning, I'm Vivi Venus. A New York woman noticed a cold breeze in her apartment, but no windows were open. She tracked down the source to something behind her bathroom mirror. She removed the mirror and found a square hole that led to another apartment. So she had two natural choices. First, run, screaming. Her second, climb through the dark hole filming to see what's there and that's what she did but luckily for everyone that next apartment was empty this has been vv venus for real world today (laughs) this is like a porn star turned i just news anchor i just typed in porn star name generator nice okay british garden stores are facing a gnome shortage Garden stores in Britain are facing a garden gnome shortage, and industry experts said their recent blockage of the Suez Canal is partially to blame. Ian Byrne, assistant manager of Highfield Garden World in Westminster, said COVID-19 lockdowns led to a boom in sales of gnome statues and other gardening supplies. He said the increased demand mixed with the shortage of raw materials attributed to the recent blocking of the Suez Canal by the cargo ship Ever Given has made garden gnomes increasingly difficult to find. Well, that's a crisis if I ever heard one, Vivi. (laughs) Sure is. Hey, what's your name? Um, Jenny Max. (laughs) I love that for you. (laughs) This has been Jenny Max. Thanks, Jenny Max. Back to you, Vivi Venus. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I'm actually going to pass this one off to Juicy. Patrick Cooper, 17, spent 36 hours swinging. He started at 10.23 a.m. on Saturday, finishing at 10.23 p.m. on Sunday. He was supposed to start 
at 9 a.m., but he slept through his alarm. Good morning. I'm Juicy. <laughs> the pandemic has many of us doing more outdoor activities. One teenager in New Zealand was outside playing so long he may have set a world record. 17-year-old Patrick Cooper spent 36 hours swinging on a playground set, possibly breaking a Guinness Book of World Records record on 32 hours. Patrick started at 10.23 a.m. on Saturday, finished at 10.23 p.m. on Sunday. He said he was supposed to start at 9 a.m., but he slept through his alarm. Super motivated, but still a teenager. This has been Juicy (laughs) from Real World Today. Thanks, Juicy. It, this it, this reminds me of every babysitter movie ever, Scream also, um, but just the line, it's coming from inside of the house, Ooh. has always given me the shivers up and down me spined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that when a stranger calls reference. Yes. Simple but effective. Classic line. We are going to be talking about things that are loosely based inside of the house where you should feel safe the most, but you're not. The scares are coming from inside of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's going to happen uh, for this episode is each of us, uh, Olivia and I, have two uh, individual short stories. And then from there, we are going to then uh, share a story that we are both going to kind of bounce back and forth. Olivia, I'd love to hear your story. I went first last time. I want to hear your story. Oh, really? You went first last time? I actually found this one on Reddit. And uh, this this one was it's pretty creepy. Uh, it was definitely like open-ended. It's by this Reddit user named underscore dog lips underscore. I don't know where these people are giving these names. You can kind of just come up with whatever kind of name you want on Reddit. I like that. It doesn't have to like totally reflect your like everyday identity. For me, when I got Reddit years ago, I just put my full name and now I know that I I shouldn't do that. That's wild. It's kind of a place to like post secret things. (laughs) No, I need to change that. Or just make a new account. But I'm like starting to gain some rapport. So I'm like, okay. I know. You getting some karma, some coinage on yeah, there? Yeah, a few upvotes, you know. A couple upvotes. A few upvotes. Some awards. Anyway, so this is a uh, Reddit user named Doglips. Love you. Thank you for letting me use the story. Really spooked me out. They started this story with the title, My friends would never believe this, but I have to tell someone. They say, I live alone. I was sitting at the kitchen table writing in a notebook. Finished for the night, I closed the book and put my pencil on top of it. There was nothing else on the table. Okay, I already relate to this. I have notebooks. So there was nothing else on the table. (laughs) The next morning, I see the pencil on the table, but the book was gone. I searched everywhere for it. The refrigerator, the piano bench, under the bed, behind the sofa. It was gone. I started writing in a new notebook which I do all the time, uh, unfinished all the time. Uh, and so I, many. Yeah. Me too. I digress. I started writing in a new notebook, figuring I'd stumble across the original one of these days. When I finished, I closed it and left the pencil on top. Again, there was nothing else on the table, just the book and the pencil. For the next week, the pencil and notebook were there exactly as I left them until the seventh day. I walked into the kitchen 
looked at the table and saw the original notebook underneath the one I'd been using all week. And yes, the pencil was on top. No, I don't have security cameras, but I do leave the security alarm on at night. No, I've never slept walked, uh, nor has anyone in my biological family. No, I don't have pets um, as I'm still grieving the loss of my goodest boy. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm still grieving the loss of my goodest boy. No, I don't drink or use drugs. No, I haven't been ill or had any shots lately. Thank you for letting me get this off of my chest. Signed, dog lips. That, that is so scary to me. This, what? this isn't a case of just bringing it to another room and not remembering? From what this person is saying... They, it, it seems to be a routine here. You know what I mean? Like they do this thing. And the thing is, is like, I get that. Like I need to put my stuff in like the same spot yep. every single time. And if it's not there, then I mean, obviously like I, I lose it. But like this particularly like creeps me out because like for the past three weeks, I haven't been able to lock my sliding glass door in my apartment. What if? You found your notebook in the fridge or something. That's definitely a me thing, though. I would do that. <laughs> One time I I actually, I did, like I found like a can of Lysol in my fridge. Oh my God. I just decided to freshen the apartment at like 1 a.m. one night and just forgot it was there. That's my story. Uh, this is from Reddit user Doglips. Thank you for letting us use this. Olivia, I would love to hear your short story. We got a little shorty up in here. Let's hear it. This is from Reddit user Camo Cove Sniper. My buddy's old house was haunted and we would always hear footsteps, creaking floors, and see a black figure around the house, even though I didn't. One night we were all over and my friend who lives in the house dares me to go into the basement. Me, being the only one who didn't see the black figure, was willing to go into the basement. I got down there and waited for about two minutes. Then when I'm about to get out of the basement, I see a shadow in the corner of my left eye. I snap to my left and see a large, dark figure, not black. It seemed devoid of anything or any presence other than the cold that came over my body. As soon as I saw it, the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I froze, just staring at it. The feeling was surreal. The way I feel is that my heart pumps super fast and my body goes really warm. Everything just screams danger in my head. I turn to my right and run towards the stairs. I look for half a second back at it, only for me to see it just a few feet away. That's when everything in my body went wild and I just jumped up the stairs and ran up to the first floor where everyone is, where I drop behind the armchair staring at the stairs while everyone is asking me what's wrong. Then finally, everyone looks as I point towards the thing on the stairs towards the basement and then we booked it towards the balcony with a sliding door. We got out and we jumped over it, landing into my friend's backyard. We looked up expecting to see it standing there, but nothing, nothing was there. Mm. I guess it's almost like seeing a person is like a, but it's like a black hole or something. Oh. You know, like, have you seen like Vanta black? No. It's like the darkest shade of black. And it, anything that goes like behind it just disappears. Whoa. It's like the vibe I'm getting from this. Just like a void, like a black hole. 
Yeah. I think a lot of these things are very like spiritual encounters too. So it's like, if it's something that, that you can't really explain, it's like you saw it happen or you experienced that thing. So it makes it just as real as like anything else, right? Yep. Okay, we're going to try to do this, uh, to do this story together. This is a longer form story. This is a story called uh, The Scariest Story Ever Told. And we actually found it on uh, The New Yorker, newyorker.com. Here we go. At the end of a quiet road, behind a veil of twisted black oak trees, there was a house. A woman lived there. On bitter nights like this one, she sat by the fire and read until she grew tired enough for sleep. But on this night, as her lids grew heavy, she was startled by a sound. A sound she wasn't accustomed to hearing these days. Who could be calling, she wondered. She rose from her chair and picked up the phone. Hello? I'm going to kill you, a man with a deep voice said. Who is this, she asked. No answer. Who is this, she repeated, her hand trembling. There was a click. Silence. She quickly dialed the police and explained what had happened. The officer told her to wait while he traced the call. After a few moments, he said, the call is coming from dot, 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 inside your house. (laughs) She said, that doesn't make any sense. How could someone be inside my house? He probably broke in, he said. Um. (laughs) Uh, He probably broke in. Duh. (laughs) And she said, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not everything. He said, I'm not a police officer. You aren't? No, I'm the killer guy from before. I never actually hung up. Oh no. (laughs) But I heard a click. The man made a clicking sound with his mouth. Like that, he said. Wow, that's really good. (laughs) Hey, thanks. (laughs) So are you really inside my house? He said, yeah, totally. Okay, where? What is this? (laughs) The man's breathing grew deeper. I like your hair, he said. Wait, you can see me? Yes. Wait, like my hair? Yeah, it's, it's really nice. If you can see me, then what am I wearing? He said, looks like a blouse from Banana and a skirt from Ann Taylor Loft. Wow, you can really see me. I can also see... Wait, what's that? What? There's a person, like a ghost hovering near you. It's sort of hard to trust you after the click thing, she said. No, I'm serious over the couch, he said. The woman turned and gasped. Oh my God, I see it. I knew this place was haunted. Jesus Christ, is that a kid? Ew, he's all translucent. Looks like a little boy, he said. What does he want? I think he wants to play. He's holding a kite. The ghost boy floated closer and spoke. Play with me. (laughs) Oh my God, he can talk, the man said. Play with me, the ghost boy repeated. Um, no thank you, the man said. He can't hear you, the woman said. Put me on speaker. Hold on, she said. Try now. We don't want to play with you, okay? Junior, just run along. Why? The boy said, cocking his head to one side. Playing is fun. No, it isn't, the man yelled. Who are you? The ghost boy asked the woman. Why are you in my house? Oh, I'm Ellen. I actually live in this house now. And the voice you're hearing on the phone is 
I didn't get your name. It's uh, Douglas, the man said reluctantly. Douglas is hiding somewhere in here to kill me. Right, Douglas? Alan said. That was the plan, Douglas said. And you guys are scared of the kid with the kite? Jesus, the ghost boy said. A dead kid with a kite, Douglas said. There was a heavy silence for several moments. Suddenly, the doorbell rang. Expecting someone, Douglas said. It rang again. Ellen walked over and opened it. Standing there was a hulking man in ratty clothes, barely concealing a bloodied machete behind his back. Pardon me, ma'am, he said. My car broke down and I was wondering if I could charge my phone at your house. Sorry, I don't think so, Ellen said, starting to close the door. The man shoved his foot inside. Well, I do think so, he said. Ellen stumbled and fell to the ground. Who was that? Douglas screamed. I'm a homicidal drifter. Who the hell are you? The drifter said, confused. Where's that voice coming from? He's a killer hiding in my house, Ellen said, holding up the phone. Hiding? Where? The drifter asked, looking around nervously. He's in the closet, the ghost boy said. What is that? The drifter screamed. I'm a ghost. I used to live here like a hundred years ago. Oh, let me guess. You don't want to play with me? No, I don't want to play with you. What's going on in here? What's going on is no one will play with me. For Christ's sake, no one is flying a kite at night. Douglas shouted, give it up. The ghost boy began to cry. Now you made him cry, Douglas. Ellen chided. Sorry if I'm a little on edge because you let a killer into the house, Douglas said. First of all, I didn't let him in. He busted in, Ellen said. It's true, I did, the drifter said. Second of all, you're also a killer, Douglas. Touche, the drifter said. And third of all, don't say sorry to me. Say sorry to that dead kid. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have snapped at you, Douglas said. The ghost boy smiled. Everyone seemed to calm down a bit until the doorbell rang again. Ellen walked toward the door. Don't, the three others shouted. She opened it and peered outside. There was no one there, just a large wooden box on the front step. There's a box out here, Ellen said. There's no label or anything. I have a really bad feeling about this box, the drifter said. I hate this box, the ghost boy said. Ellen ignored them and carried it inside. She turned to the drifter. May I? He wiped his machete on his pants and handed it to her. She popped open the top, reached in, and pulled out a tattered clown doll with a sinister grin. What is it? What is it? Douglas yelled through the phone. Some sort of clown doll, Ellen said. I don't want to play with a clown doll, the ghost boy said, beginning to cry. Why don't you just put this thing back in the box before it gives us all nightmares, okay? The drifter said. Look, there's a string, Ellen said, pulling it before anyone could object. The clown began to wheeze. Its eyes shifted from side to side, and an eerily cheerful song emanated from its open mouth. Welcome to my circus, my circus of fun. There's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to run. You're all my guests inside the big top. I'm going to kill you all, basically. <laughs> the clown let out a terrible cackle. Really psyched you pulled the string, Ellen, Douglas said. I mean, come on. What does the clown mean? The ghost boy asked. I think he was pretty clear, the drifter said, wringing his hands. 
he's going to kill us all, basically. How's a doll going to kill us? Ellen asked. Each of them silently surveyed the room in anticipation. Suddenly, the lights went out. What happened? Who did that? The ghost boy screamed. I can't see anything, the drifter said. I literally can't see anything because it's too dark now. Through the darkness, Ellen let out a cry. Oh no. Ellen? Douglas screamed. What is it? It's the clown. It killed her, said the drifter, his voice shaking. And we're next. He killed Ellen, the ghost boy sobbed. Seconds later, the lights flashed back on. Ellen's hands were raised to her face. My stupid contact lens slid out of place, she said, spreading her eyelids apart, poking at her pupil. So annoying. So please don't do that, the drifter said, squirming. What's she doing? Douglas asked with dread. Touching her actual eyeball with her actual finger, the ghost boy said, wincing. It's a real slippery one, Ellen said, maneuvering deeper into her eye. Can't get a grip on it. Douglas gagged. Oh my God, that's so vile. The drifter raised his fist to his mouth with a grimace as Ellen pressed her thumb against her wet, quivering eyeball for leverage. Now I think it's folded up under my lid, said Ellen, stretching (laughs) her lid out. Can someone look and tell me if they can see it? There was a click from the phone. Douglas, was that a real click? The ghost boy faded into the wall saying, I'm out. (laughs) Ghost boy? She heard the front door opening behind her. Drifter? You too? The drifter turned to her with a dazed look. I hate this place so much. He said, then dropped the machete from his limp hand and walked into the darkness. That creeped me out. Yeah, did it? (laughs) What episode of King of Queens was this? (laughs) Did you love it? I couldn't stand. (laughs) I feel duped. (laughs) In good scary stories that scare us fashion, let's rate our stories. Okay, honestly, Olivia had no idea that we were about to read um, this horrifying story that was <laughs> written by Colin Neeson, Nissan, Colin Nissan. Colin Nissan Versa. Colin Nissan Versa. <laughs> it was about as anticlimactic as me picking you up for a date in my Nissan Versa. Um, <laughs> we love the Nissan Versa. Colin Nissan is probably never going to hear this podcast. Um, and if he does, look, it's all in good fun. Okay. Loved your story. I thought it was really great. On a scale from one to 10, what did you want to do this? Dog lips. Dog lips. Okay. <laughs> when it's in dog lips. Dog lips is the real hero of this episode. On a scale from one to 10 dog lips, what would you rate the scariest story ever told? I would give it five dog lips. Wow. <laughs> Lowest rating yet. <laughs> womp, womp. I've been waiting for this day. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Fine. No, that's, that's you said okay. to be honest. I know. I, I like it. I like it. And I love the honesty. You know what? I didn't, I didn't hate it. It just wasn't written for me, you know? Hey, that's okay. And, but those five dog lips are for the line, the call is coming from inside your house, mm. which is from one of my favorite movies. And that's very scary. Right. At the time, even if it ends up being Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, I'm going to give this story, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, what? Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> you brought it. <laughs> Here's the thing I brought the story, I brought the story, I read a little bit of it, and I was like, okay, this will be fine. 
But also, you know what? I can't be right all the time. That's okay. And I'm going to give it a four. I did. It was, it was fine. It was funny. And I'll probably add a lot of sound effects to it to like spruce it up in post. Let's, let's talk about our short stories real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Um, one to 10 dog lips for dog lips story. My friend would never believe this, but I have to tell someone about this person writing in a notebook, walks away. The notebook's gone. What would you rate this? One to 10 dog lips. I'm giving this a 7.8 dog lips out of Oof. for dog lips nice. story. I like yeah, that. Because only for how the brevity of it. This is so spoopy. Yeah. If it kept happening. For sure. Sheesh. <laughs> exactly. This is definitely stuff that I think about too sometimes. I'm like, I don't know. The other night I had a, uh, I had a sleeping bag laying in the middle of my floor and I was like, I could just, you know, wake up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and then just see it sitting in the middle of my living room. And I'm like, oh, is that a person crouching? Stop. Right. Stop. You know, I think about this. Oh. <laughs> Yep, yep. These are things these are things that I'm actually terrified of. Dog lips, I'm gonna give this story a an eight out of ten. Rounding up. Dog lips, yeah. So Camo Cove Sniper's story about uh, a darker than dark ominous figure. I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Thank you so so much for coming back and listening. You can rate us on iTunes. Oh my gosh. There's no more iTunes. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Oh. What did I do? What are you going to no pay 99 cents that? for this episode? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, thanks for coming back. Even though my brain's malfunctioning. You can find this on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please rate on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. You can follow us together at Scary Stories That Scare Us on Instagram. And I'm Olivia Brody. At Olivia Brody. Yes, and I am Jake Trevino at Jake Trevino uh, on Instagram. We really, really appreciate all of your support. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and just a quick side note: Can we just start calling me Santiago? Jake is his alter ego is Santiago. So if you guys want to call him that, he'd love it. I would. I, I would Make really. his week. Call gonna, him I'm Santiago. Gonna, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it right here on the podcast right now. Santiago signing out. Bye-bye, booze.